Welcome to Midweek. A special evening tonight. It's good to have you guys here. We're going to uh, do something different. I want to remind you, though, before we get started, that we will not be here next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is the day before Thanksgiving. You know, I'm going to be busy baking pies and all those kinds of things. Because I do all that stuff, yeah. Uh, no, we're going to take that time just to, again for us to be with our families. And we are going to take a break through December. And we'll start meeting again later on in the new year for our midweek. But tonight we are going to be uh, talking a little bit about Believe in Faith, kind of a, a small little talk about that, but then we're going to be hearing from Jeannot as he comes up, and let's welcome our guest here, Jeannot. It, it's so good to have you here. I know you've been traveling and been busy and been talking, so we're going to keep this short for your sake. So that when you come up here, you'll you'll keep us awake, but I don't want to put you asleep uh, while we're talking. You know, we've been going through our series called Believe, dealing with faith, and I wanted to touch on something because actually this person reminded me a lot of what Jeannot is doing in Haiti. And if you have a copy of the scriptures or you have it on your phone, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And beginning with verse 7, I'm going to go ahead, because we're reading one verse here, and then we're going to jump to Genesis. But in verse 7, it says, By faith Noah, when he warned about the things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is keeping with faith. And so we see here in this hall of faith, we have Noah, and we know his story from Genesis chapter 6. And so if you turn to Genesis chapter 6, I want to read a portion of that. And so Genesis chapter 6, starting at verse 5, it says, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. 
I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you, two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, of every kind of creature that moves along the ground, will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. And Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Let's pause and pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. And Lord, as we read this story, it is a story of judgment, but equally it is a story of mercy. And Father, we are here because of your mercy. And thank you for this time. May you speak to our hearts. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you're familiar with this story. And what's interesting is that Hebrews starts off and says that by faith, Noah condemned the world that was around him. And you think, how did Noah condemn the world that he was living in? And we see from this story, his condemning it was by living a life that was right before God when everyone was living a life that was not right before God. And I know it's a difficult thing to imagine, but try and imagine a world that is filled with violence. If you can, you know, a world that's filled with, with prejudice, where, where there's bitterness towards people, where people use others for their own selfish gain, where children are used and put into to slavery for the selfish needs of other people. I know it's hard to imagine a world where that exists, but try if you can. And it, we, we smile because we know that that is the world that we live in. But now imagine if that was the best of the world we lived in. And you see, that's the account of what was taking place in the time of Noah. And so as we see this judgment, we also, when we went through the book of Genesis, saw that at this time it was actually an act of mercy to try and stop the violence that was taking place in the earth at that time. But then shows up on the scene is this person, Noah. And as Noah shows up, his life is extremely different from that of the world around him. And because of him, we see that God is able to move forward and actually bring about the rescue of humanity. And, and so the idea and the picture of Noah and the flood is not just the idea of God bringing judgment. It is the concept of God finding a person who is able to save humanity. And I wonder if humanity depended on you, what would it be like? If the world depended on you, would you be ready? I know that's a tough one to answer, huh? You know, I, I think about when we watch sports on TV, you know, any 
armchair quarterbacks. You know, you're sitting there watching a game and you see Tom Brady. Oh, why didn't you hit that guy? Oh man, he was wide open. Oh, I would have, I would thrown that ball right there. Or if you're watching basketball, oh, why didn't you sink that basket? Man, if I was in there, I would have sink that. The truth is, if you were there, you wouldn't. Okay, just to be honest, if you were playing the game, if you were standing in Tom Brady's shoes and you stood there and there was this line of men that were about 390 pounds, stand six foot 13 inches tall and can run twice as fast as you can, you would probably have an accident in your uniform. You could not stand the pressure of the moment. Or people do it in politics. If I was president... If you were president, you would be curled up in a fetal position, whether you like this president or the last one. It doesn't matter. You probably could not handle the stress of that position. Why? Because you have not been preparing for that position. See, the reason Tom Brady is in his position or one of the Manning brothers is because their whole life they have been practicing trying to be in that position. The reason the president is in that place is because his whole life he's been going for this goal and he's been disciplining their lives for these purposes. And what we see in Noah, it wasn't just that, okay, now God's going to call on me to to save the world. He was living a life that when the time came, he was ready for the task that was there. And if we want to be used by God, we have to stop thinking, well, someday, God, if you call me, then I'll be ready. And God's saying, no, you need to be ready for when I do call you, then you can do the work so that you're not there, caught off guard, unable to follow through with what is needed. And so the example of faith that we have in Noah isn't an example of a a man stepping up and doing something miraculous. The account of faith that we have in Noah is a man living a life of faithfulness to God so that when God needed him, he was ready. And perhaps that's the kind of faith we need to start with. I don't need a faith that can call fire down from heaven. I don't need a a faith that can raise someone from the dead or, or do some miraculous thing. What I need is the faith that actually believes and trusts God for my life and how I live every day. Because then when the time comes for the opportunity to be used by God, I find that I've already positioned myself and I'm ready for that position. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. And that's what we see in Noah. And what struck me about this account of Noah and just how beautiful it is, I think of Jeannot in Haiti. You know, before the earthquake hit Haiti, Jeannot was there and he was serving and he was faithful in those things that he's doing. When the earthquake came, who is a person that God could use to try and bring help to all these areas? Well, it's the person who's already there, who's already doing the work. And so it was an easy transition. And I don't know if many men that I admire more than Jeannot and the amount of work that he does for the people of Haiti, for the people around him. He serves tirelessly. 
And what a great example of faith that is to me and to us. Someone who in his daily life cares for the people around him and the things that are needed there. And as he is ministering to all these people all over, he he doesn't just get on a car and drive there. I saw a picture of him on someone's back crossing a river not too long ago or in a canoe or however is necessary to get there. And it's a journey. I've been there a few times. Some of the places we've had to go to, it's tough, especially getting back up some of those hills. It's tough. I was winded. I was like, oh, man. And Jeanneau's just moving on up. I'm like, oh, man. And so let's take examples from these men and who they were before the need came so that when the need was there, they could fill in that place. Let's learn what it means to have faith, not for the miraculous, but for every day that we could be the people like Noah, who God saw and says, this is the person who I will use to save those around them. Let's welcome Jeannot up here with us. Jeannot, why don't you go ahead if there's some things that you would like to share first. I want to give you some time to talk and then maybe I can ask you some questions and we can go from there. Bonsoir. Good evening. Now you will. Uh, thank you very much to give me this opportunity to be there with you tonight. I was very lucky to hear this nice music to hear because, you know, it is also my favorite. I like music. I like to sing. In Haiti, we sing, we dance. It's the difference tonight. I would dance also. <laughs> yeah. And uh, very nice music. Thank you very much. Um, I am here in United States since Friday. I was visiting Colorado. It was snow- snowing there. Uh, and I was happy. It's my first time in snow. I used to see that on TV. I watch snow on TV, but never have chance to work in. And I spent the weekend, last weekend, in snow. Uh, it was a good experience for me, because in life, you need to do different kind of experiences to put you ready to fight. It's not just there something, a routine. Every day, every day, the same thing. So you need to make experiences. Things bad, things good. Life is, is that. Somewhere, somehow, life. This is life, and 
it was good for me. And yesterday I come here visiting many places, St. Mark's School, St. Lucie School, High School for the girls. And uh, tonight I am really very happy to come back here to spend this time uh, worship God together with you. And I thank Pastor Sam for the uh, to give me this opportunity. I thank all of you. I want to thank you because uh, we have uh, something more adding in the student in secondary school in Mirabale. We have the, the dream, we are thinking about uh, the possibility to have a cafeteria where the kids can sit down and eat because we don't have really a lunch program in Haiti at the school, at set of the school. And also in, we don't have lunch program in none of our schools. And you know it's difficult to go at school in the morning without uh, eating anything and spend the day and come back later without maybe when when the kids get back home late afternoon or in the evening at that time their mother come from market or from garden to prepare something for them. It's very hard. But in the situation, uh, it's good. Even we don't have the the food, but the house to prepare the food will be ready very soon. And I want to thank you for that, for the cafeteria. You have pictures of that. And I'm thinking, I said, uh, the world, the, the, the world working in the way Sometimes you don't understand. I'm sure you are not rich people. I don't, I really don't know. But you are so generous. You are so generous. And I think God will bless you for that. God will bless you. Because we serve a very, a God, uh, who really have heart, a patient God, a loving God, and uh, He look at us. He see what He see what we we are doing on this health. Since He give us He give us the responsibility to take care of the of the world, because when God create. In the in Genesis, uh, the, the first chapter of Genesis where God talk about the creation, He said uh, He put Adam, Adam and Eve on the paradise, not in the heaven, in in the in, in the but in the paradise. God wants us to be happy. What God God wants us 
to live well. Uh, but we do a very bad uh, use of the world. That's why we have a world really different. We have different people. We have different classes of people. But tonight, I felt there is no difference. We are all God's children. No family. No difference between family, between money, between color, between anything. We are all one. And uh, we are looking for God love, God blessing. And uh, you know, I oversee 16 churches and 15 schools. It is very difficult. As Pastor Sam told you, sometimes I cross a boat. And it not, it's not really a boat. I would say two pieces of wood. They tie together uh, to, get, to be there. But i always happy to go to see the people. Because uh, sharing life with them, if some, if it's something, I may not have nothing to offer them, but my presence as their pastor to be there to talk to them, uh, to hear their problems, it's very, it's something for them. That's why, even difficult. Even in a difficult situation, I go there to see, to visit the 15, the 16 churches, to, to see the schools, to see the children. You can understand. I saw even the, the, the kids here at St. Mark, at St. Andrew School, Maryland, at All Saints in Phoenix, and Colorado, everywhere, I have partners who support my school. The children always happy. Show me a lot of love. I can tell you for the children in Haiti, when I go there, sometime, when I go to St. Pierre, I can't stay for a long time because they all come to my feet. When I go in the countryside, it's the same. They don't leave me want to leave me, and I'm also very happy to be with them. And really, I don't know, but something, something cross us, our life. And uh, we feel that the Spirit of God is with us. And uh, really, I am very grateful to you to let me uh, share this moment with you tonight. And uh, thank you, Pastor Sam, thank you to each of you who participate, who involved in this program to support set up the school Triano, the cafeteria. You help the children in Haiti 
spéciality you know? not only to eat but eat in dignity a dignity dot just dot sit down on earth to eat yeah, but eat in dignity and eat something eat something because dignity is something it's very important uh, money can make you can give you dignity it's something you practice you live with so when you do that you may not understand how deep that is for us that it's really deep we are really deeply grateful to you and in the name of the children in Saturday their parents the teachers and in my own name I said thank you thank you and thank you God bless you thank you I want to give you uh, the balance of the check, another $10,000 to finish the school. And so God bless you for that. How long do you think before the cafeteria will be done? I think the big problem is the money. <laughs> Anytime I have the money, anything is easy. So... When I get back home, I, we are going to work hard. I think in three months, later, three months, it's enough okay. to, to finish the cafeteria. Great. So you will have pictures. My assistant, Edras, even sometimes I don't have time. I want help everywhere. Uh, even sometimes I don't have access to internet when I'm on the and the big mountain of Sivol, Petit Montai, the very far places I I have to see, to visit sometime. But my assistant Idris will uh, send pictures of the of the work, how things go in there. Okay. And thank you very much. All right. The mother is there. <laughs> Again. Thank you, Jeannot, for all that you do for Haiti and being a person that we can entrust, you know, for the heart of the people that are there. And we are appreciative of you, and it's a pleasure to be able to present that with to okay. you. Thank you. God bless Assistant. you. Before I leave the podium, I want to, to... It is always difficult for me, but it's me. I always like to... Uh, to offer something too. Uh, the I know a lot of people said that we we offer you a lot of things, spiritual things. Uh, the balance is like this, but I will receive a lot of things for you. But I have a very small souvenir. I think you will find a place. I don't know. Find a, a place to put it to remember to remember the children of Saturday Triano.
I also ask Mrs. Samuel, Sam, Mrs. Sam, to come here. <laughs> I like that. I take opportunity of this to call someone. You know, they're a good, good friend of Perjano. I would, I want to do that before, but I didn't find the opportunity to do that. I will call Gwen or photograph <laughs> to come up here, please. What is it? Yeah, in Haiti, the peasant people use that to close their 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 house. There, it is a door. It is a door. It's a, something very peasant, peasantful, peasant life. Uh, their door is uh, like this, and they close the door with that. With that. Yeah. My little piece of Haiti. Yeah. Let's have a word of prayer, and then we're going to have some time. There's some cookies, coffee, and things, and you can um, have a little time with Junot. Don't take up too much of his time. I know he's exhausted, um, but it's so good to have him here. So let's close in prayer. Father, we are grateful for your working in and through us. We're grateful for the partnership that we share, and Father, for the work we are able to do in the name of your Son. Pray, Lord, that all our efforts would be multiplied by you and your blessing. And I thank you for this time again that we've got to share together. And we ask your continued blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you, you know, very much.